Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Good morning, KSL News Time, now 530. KSL's top story this hour. The war in Ukraine. Special coverage on KSL News Radio. Church bells chimed at midnight in Ukraine's capital of Kiev to uh, mark the first anniversary of Russian invasion. ABC's Patrick Rival begins our coverage from Kiev. Ukraine right now is holding off a major Russian offensive in the east and is planning its own counteroffensive in the spring. And Ukraine basically hopes that it can inflict enough damage when it finally launches that counteroffensive that Russia will finally be forced into real negotiations to withdraw from Ukrainian territory and that there will be therefore a long-lasting and just peace for Ukraine. Russia, on the other hand, is hoping for a bloody stalemate that means that we could be stuck in a standoff that could last for decades. And so that's why Ukraine is saying it needs weapons now because it wants to end this war this year. ABC's Inez de la Katera continues our team coverage, saying that Ukrainian President Zelensky marked the one-year anniversary of the war in his country overnight by addressing his people through a video message. Speaking for nearly 15 minutes, referring to February 24th of last year as the longest day of our lives, the hardest day of our modern history. Zelensky also remembered the fallen, both civilian and military, and he was defiant, saying, we did not raise the white flag, we defended the blue and yellow. We were not afraid, we did not break down. We did not surrender. In as Quatera, ABC News at the Foreign Desk. Shortly before Russia's invasion, Ukraine was hoping to host the 2030 Olympics. KSL News Radio's Adam Small joins us live and continues our team coverage. Adam? I mean, not even six months before Russia's invasion, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky voiced his desire to host a Winter Olympics when the head of the IOC committee, or excuse me, the IOC visited Kyiv. And according to the Deseret News, less than a week before the invasion, Ukraine's sports minister said they were still in the running for 2030. And sadly, this isn't the first time Russia's impacted Ukraine's desire to host. They wanted to host back in 2022, but those games went to Beijing due to fighting and Russia's annexation of Crimea in 2014. And of course, all this has led to ongoing talks on whether Russian athletes should even be allowed to participate in Paris next year. Reporting live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. KSL Weather Now with Matt Johnson. We have a few snow showers this morning, but uh, asking the question, how much has our recent storm helped the snowpack? How about a quick check on the updated snowpack percentages across the state? For the Wasatch Front, that includes the Bear River drainage, the Weber Ogden, and the Provo River drainage, running anywhere from 130 to 160 percent of normal. Now, the big winner in the state happens to be the drainage that needs it the most. That would be the lower severe, running 207 percent of normal. Holy cow, love it. Matt says we're looking at more snow on Sunday than another round coming on Tuesday. People hitting the backcountry this weekend are being asked to be cautious and be prepared. With all this extra snow, there looks to be plenty of people hitting the mountain, and there are safety tips to consider. We also uh, want people to be aware when they're snowshoeing to watch out for the terrain and to keep on low slope angles, uh, ideally below 30 degrees. Martin Freyo of Summit Journeys says an understanding of mountain geography is also important. Well, one of the first things to consider is the difference between a uh, leeward side of a mountain where you have more wind buildup of snow 
and then also uh, north and south facing. The best place to see how the mountain's behaving is the Utah Avalanche Centre website. Hugo Ricard Bell, KSL News Radio. Two major winter storms continue to cause numerous problems around the country. In addition to a heat wave in the south, Fraser Park lives in the San Bernardino County Mountains in California and says the winter storm has been crazy. And so is the driving of people trying to get through it. Please slow down. I mean, just because you think it don't look like ice, there's something called black ice. And I've seen, I've seen it all up here. I've seen 18-wheelers flipped over. They said snow got down to Highway 10. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, people just don't know how to deal with no. it. They had a 20-car pileup yesterday oh, man. Uh, because of speeds on the West Coast, by the way. Nine states currently have winter alerts in effect. First look traffic now, and here's Andy Farnsworth. Well, Amanda, the issues right now are mostly in Utah County as far as freeway issues. We've got snow on the roads from essentially Bluffdale all the way down uh, to Provo at the moment, going into canyons down in Utah County, Highway 189 in Provo Canyon running slow. No restrictions on Highway 6 in Spanish Fork Canyon but uh, road conditions do worsen uh, considerably as you head in the canyon towards Price. Uh, I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. Eye on the Hill 2023, a Utah lawmaker wants to introduce a rating system for school library books. The bill would require schools to rate their books and instructional materials based off how appropriate they are for kids. The rating system would classify things like violence, language, and sexual content. The Deseret News reports lawmakers that support this move would adopt a very basic one-to-five rating system, classifying which materials are appropriate for which ages. Opponents of the bill argue the system would keep books about people with diverse experiences out of schools, which could be detrimental to kids. Kate Davis, KSL News Radio. A bill to target drug dealers who cause fentanyl deaths is up for debate. Details from KSL News Radio's Alexandria Bonilla. Senator Todd Weiler says it's a combination of factors that inspired the bill. If there was one specific thing, it's just the proliferation of fentanyl in in our communities in Utah and and really, uh, unfortunately, throughout the country. The Utah Department of Health reported that the number of fentanyl deaths doubled in just one year from 2019 to 2020, going from 53 to 120. It's cheap, it's toxic, it's deadly. And uh, I think a lot of people don't realize that such a little pill can kill you. Senator Weiler said he is planning to substitute the bill to tighten the language after some opposition to it. Alexandria Bonilla, KSL News Radio. Photocop may make a comeback in our state if some Utah lawmakers get their way. A bill moving through the legislature would allow photo radar for traffic enforcement in areas previously banned. That includes school and construction zones. The measure also indicates or dictates, rather, where the money collected from those citations would be spent. It would boost funds for the Department of Transportation Zero Fatalities Initiative. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.